All right, we're going to continue going through the Gospel of Mark together as a church family. We've been studying through Mark, and what I want us to really be focused on and honed in on is we're a church that's committed to expositional preaching, meaning we want to go to the text, we want to go to the Bible, and we want to expose what God has already said. Because there's nothing more powerful than we can expose what the Holy Spirit has said and what is the Holy Spirit's main objective, His main work, to lift up the name of Jesus. So all throughout Mark, you will see that the Holy Spirit is lifting up the name of Jesus. When Jesus is healing today, He's healing through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is helping us understand, leading us to know beyond a shadow of doubt that Jesus is King, that Jesus is God, that Jesus is the Messiah. They are signs that He is the one that the world was waiting for. So as we go to Mark, like we talked about how Jesus preached with authority. We talked about last week how He exercised demons the first time in human history. This week we'll talk about how Jesus healed. And we're going to try to cover this like seven main healings in the gospel of Mark. We're not going to preach through all of those in the sermon series. This will be kind of the overarching message about healing. So when you're reading through Mark on your own and you look at Jesus healing, I wanted to bring you back to the reality that Christ is willing, that Christ is able, that Christ has authority, and that Christ is King and the Messiah. Like when we read those things, we see the miraculous and it points to the reality of the gospel. But also what I want you to do is do expositional listening. To really think. I, I sent something out earlier this week and some of you may have been able to do it. I put it on the city on Facebook. To take one day each week and read about the healings that Jesus did. As we prepare each week to hear, it makes the word of God so much more powerful. It makes it so much more powerful. Now, it's still going to be powerful today. But I, what I want you to hear, that, hear is that Jesus is healer that he is willing and able. And we'll build on that doctrine of Jesus as Christus victor, meaning Christ is victorious even over sickness and disease. I don't know, I'm sure you guys, some of you on social media, some of you aren't, but I love some of these videos that are coming out with people who are colorblind, and then they give them those glasses where you can see color. I don't know if anyone's seen any of those so far. But there was a, a great one that was recently posted of, this family had bought the glasses. They were surprising their dad and their husband with these glasses. He was colorblind. And he looked like a tradesman dude. He came out. He looked like a dude that hasn't shown emotion in about 36 years. He walked out, and they had a present for him. And he's saying, oh, what is this? He's one of those guys, like, don't say happy birthday to me. Don't show me too much attention. I don't like it. I get uncomfortable. He was that dude. And so he's like, all right, I'll go along with it. He opens up the bag. He's like, what is this? He doesn't know what it is. He takes these glasses out. And they said, put them on. And he takes the glasses. And he puts them on. And all of a sudden, he becomes overcome with emotion. Absolutely overcome with emotion. Because for the first time ever, he sees things in color. He sees the greens of the trees. They put out many flowers that were yellow and that were red. And he sees the color of the flowers. And they put all these colorful things out. And this man who hadn't shown emotion in so long, he starts to overwhelm. And he's holding his hands together. And he's, going, he's doing just all those uncomfortable things when we have emotions come we don't want, right? Just like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. 
and he starts crying. He becomes overwhelmed with emotion because he was blind to the colors of the world. He looked at the trees and he said, I never even, they look fake. The color is so powerful, so vibrant. And it changes life, overcome. The word is astonished. What will you see when Jesus keeps healing people from blindness, from deafness, from leprosy, from being paralyzed? They become overwhelmed and astonished by the power of Jesus. And what do they do in response? They worship him. So as we talk through healings today, I want the healings of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus, I want them to drive you to worship him. And I want you not only to think of how Jesus healed 2,000 years ago, I want you to think how Jesus is still willing and able to heal today. Willing and able to heal today and that he still does the miraculous. Because some of you are struggling with chronic sickness, chronic disease. You're going through things that are really, they're a trial. And you're fighting to believe. And what I want to ask you to do today, would you believe with me because Jesus is that powerful? Would you believe that he's alive and he's on the throne, he's looking down and he's the king of kings and he's God who is willing and able to heal? We must hope and we must believe, amen? So let's turn to Mark 8, through 26. And we'll read that as a church family. I'll give you a few moments to get there. It says, And they came to Bethsaida. And some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees. Walk in. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again and opened his eyes. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him, to home, he sent him home saying, do not enter the village. The first thing that really hits me as you read through all the healings of Jesus in the gospel of Mark is that he is willing to heal. We can never have a sense of entitlement when it comes to the gospel and comes to God. Do you know that God did not have to save us? That it would have been perfectly just if he never died on the cross for us because we deserve the penalty for our sins. Does everyone know that? God did not owe us anything. He gave the law. We broke the law not only once but daily and regularly and weekly and yearly. We deserve the penalty of our sin. But you know God in his benevolence and his love and his character and his nature and out of love his heart overflow. He decides because of his grace to save us. We didn't deserve that. We weren't entitled to that. He saves us. It should never be light. It never should be a light thing or something that gets old that Jesus came and said I'm willing to heal the sick. I am willing because he does not have to heal us to be righteous. He does not have to heal us to be perfect. That's out of an overflow of his mercy. And you see, just with the man who had leprosy, it said the man came to him, and I want you to hear the humility in the tone that he talked to Jesus. He said, Jesus, if you're willing, will you make me clean? Do you guys hear that? That's a different tone than we're used to in our sinfulness. 
God, I deserve this. God, give this to me. God, I've been asking for so long. Why are my prayers not healed? God, you owe me this. No, none of that sinful posture before God. It's God, Jesus, I've heard of your fame. I see the signs. If you are willing, will you make me clean? Now you've got to hear the desperation in this man's voice. Leprosy would many times bring you to death. Leprosy was incurable. Leprosy, they put you outside the city. No one wanted to be near you. But Jesus said, come to me. And he says, beautiful, simple, powerful words. I want this to resonate with our souls today. He says, I will be clean. Over and over again, you see people in desperation come to Jesus and say, my daughter is sick. My daughter is dying. My brother is dead. Jesus, are you willing to heal? And Jesus over and over again says, I am willing. And we see this with the person with leprosy. We see this with the man in the paralyzed hand that Jesus healed on the Sabbath in the Gospel of Mark. We see this with the paralyzed man that Jesus with all his power and glory just said, get up and walk. We see this when Jesus heals the woman with the bleeding issue. Now this is how powerful this story was with this healing. Jesus couldn't even go anywhere at some point. At the beginning, he was preaching and get small crowds. When he started healing people, casting out demons, preaching with authorities, he couldn't go anywhere. There were mobs all around him, surrounding him, trying to get to him. And this one woman could fought through the crowd, reached out, and just touched Jesus. She just touched him. In a bleeding issue that she went to many, many doctors to have healed and couldn't have it healed, couldn't have it cured, she just touched Jesus and was instantly healed. And Jesus said, who, you know, who touched me? Because he felt power leave him. And she said, I did. Because I believe that you are who you say you are. And I see what you do. And what did Jesus say? He says, your faith has healed you today. You guys see the power in a healing God? A deaf person. Jesus just says, here. Here. you got to understand the scene this was causing 2,000 years ago. Not only can this man preach with authority, not only is he casting out demons, but he's calling those who are diseased and disabled. He says, get up and walk here. See, it's miraculous. It's miraculous. He's the miraculous doctor, the miraculous physician, and he's willing to heal. That's the first point I want you to hear today, that we have a Savior who's willing to heal. I, I watched a story of a woman who, they found out she had a large tumor in her brain, large tumor, cancer. And the doctor said, in the place where it is, no doctor was willing to operate. They basically said, where it is, we can't operate. It's too dangerous. So she went to doctor after doctor after doctor. And they said, no, we were not willing. Finally, she started a Facebook page um, to have people praying for her. She found encouragement in it, just letting people know her story. And a, a doctor from Oklahoma, he saw the Facebook page, and he said, I'm willing. I am willing to give this a shot if you're willing. And she was nervous, and she said, God, give me a sign. Give me a sign. And the next time she visited the, um, the nurse or the doctor to do some preliminary stuff, out of nowhere, this doctor or nurse, I forget who did it, said, can I write yes on your forehead with a marker? And she said, that's a sign. She said, absolutely. She went forward. She got the operation and was successful because someone was willing to heal. 
Jesus is willing to heal. Is that awesome news? That's awesome news today. Have your faith build that, built today in that. Secondly, Jesus has the power, the power to heal. We read the heart of the blind man. His friends bring them, bring the blind man to him. All those men believe that Jesus, the Savior King, can heal their friend so he can see. There's always faith that Jesus has the power that comes before healing. You must believe if you only have the faith of a mustard seed. See, some of us think that we have to have so much faith that we never battle doubt or there's never a rough day or we're just perfect waking up like what you believe in, everything about Jesus. Just solid. You understand what you've got? I haven't doubted in three weeks. Okay. No. Jesus said, if you just have the mustard seed, just a little, if you can see through this broken world, if you can see through your broken self, if you can fight all the doubt, if you can fight all the letdown, and if you can just believe as much as a mustard seed, you will see powerful, miraculous things in your life. We will see powerful, miraculous things in our lives. They heard that he healed lepers. They heard that he caused the deaf to hear. He heard, they heard that he raised people from the dead. And they believed that they could, he could heal their friend. Now, Jesus does something that I want you to see the pattern all throughout Mark. I want you to see this pattern. Jesus starts getting fed up with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the leaders and the people who don't believe. Because Jesus is healing people. He's casting out demons. And what are the religious leaders saying? They should be rejoicing because the Son of God's with them. They're saying, give us a sign. I don't know about you guys, but I see someone making people stand up. I see some people, I see Jesus making people here. I see him raising the dead. I see him um, curing people from leprosy. I see over and over again these powerful things. The last thing I'm asking for is a sign. That those healings are pointing in the right direction, right? But a heart that doesn't want to see won't see. A heart that doesn't want to see won't see. They refuse to see that Jesus was the Messiah. It did not matter what he did because he did everything under the sun. And he said, he takes this blind man and he says, this town's not even worthy of me doing this miracle in this town. He takes him out of the town he walks out, he says, enough is enough, and he says, he's going to do this in secret. He brings this blind man out into nature. I'm sure a loving Savior wants to set up the scene right. The last thing you want to see is just some beat up old hut when you, first time you ever see. He brings him out into nature, trees, fields. He sets it up because this is the kingdom of God. I need you to hear this on a side note because everything in our culture is pushing us to self-promotion. Everything in our culture is pushing us that we need to self-promote, sometimes even promote God in a flamboyant way. But you know what the truth is? Jesus doesn't need a flamboyant self-promotion. The kingdom of God's not about that. The kingdom of God's not about that. And I'm learning that more and more every day. What does Jesus say when you give to somebody, when you give generously to someone? He says, don't let this hand know what this hand is doing. Right? What does he say to every person he heals? You see what he said? To the guy, the last verse, don't go back in the village. Why don't go back in the village? Because they don't deserve to hear about the miracles I'm doing. 
The kingdom of God is different. The kingdom of God works in the shadows. The kingdom of God, the last of the greatest. I'm telling you right now, everyone you think is great. 99% of them are not great in the kingdom of God. It's the person you never heard about that's visiting the sick and in the nursing homes and in the prisons and taking care of the homeless. They are the heroes in the kingdom of God. They are the ones you will see lifted up and glorified as the ones who got the secrets of the kingdom of God. Amen? Because the kingdom of God is not about flashy lights. It's not about self-promotion. It's about the glory of Jesus. Like John the Baptist says, I must decrease and he must increase. And Jesus is teaching us these principles even in this. He's saying, don't say anything to anyone. I healed you. Don't do it. Don't go back into that village. This is about me setting you free. This is about me setting you free. And that's the heart of Jesus. And we need to hear that today. Healing is about our God setting us free. Because he loves us that much. Amen? So he brings them out. And I love this about Jesus. He sets this man up in the scene. And does something unorthodox. He spits on his eyes. I wouldn't call that one. That man starts the process of healing. He opens his eyes and... For the first time, he's looking out, and he says, I see men, but they're blurry like trees. And, and Jesus lays hands on him again, and all of a sudden, that man sees clearly and perfectly. Now, the thing that really hit me when I was meditating on this text was the first thing this blind man saw, the face of Jesus. Whew. Isn't that what we all long for? Everyone who loves Jesus with all their heart? See the face of Jesus? First thing he ever sees, he opens his eyes. He sees the kind eyes of the Savior King, the healing God, the Savior of the world, God himself. That's the most miraculous part of the story, that he sees Jesus. Then he gets to look around and he sees the wonderful creation of God. He sees the trees. He sees the skies. And I'm sure he might have been overwhelmed like that man that saw color for the first time. Just wow. Wow. This God is willing and this God is able to heal. Now it's wonderful that Jesus can heal. But there's something that's even far greater than just physical healing. You have been given the greatest gift. We have been given this greatest gift that can, can be given when we see Jesus as our Savior. When we can see that Jesus Christ died for our sins because he loved us so deeply and our dead blind eyes, our dead spiritual eyes can see Jesus as king and worship him, that is the greatest miracle, even greater than a blind man seeing, amen? You know, it's a miracle. And if you believe in Jesus today and you see him as king and savior, a miracle has happened in your heart. How many people have just in their car, at their home, in their prayer closet, just saw the beauty of Jesus by faith, with the eyes of faith, and it's just been brought to tears. Brought to tears. The wonderful joy of that, that not only God heals us, but he takes care of our greatest disease. And what is our greatest disease? Sin. We are all sinners. 
Before God saved us, none of, none of us could even see his majesty. None of us could even see his majesty. We were walking around this world dead. We were looking for answers and satisfaction in sinful things. And then one day, God made us born again through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we saw the glory of God. And he changed our life forever. Amen? I need us to revel in that. Because that's a miracle every single day. That God is our friend. That Jesus is our friend. Now, that doesn't diminish that Jesus is God. That doesn't diminish that Jesus is Savior. That doesn't diminish that Jesus is King. But Jesus wants to be known as our friend. And what he had to do to become our friend is he had to pay the penalty on the cross to get sin out of the way. Do you know the treasure is not that our sins are forgiven? That our sins are forgiven got us to the treasure because God brought us to himself. Do you guys hear that? What was Abraham called? He was called a friend of God. When God heals us from our sickness, both physically and spiritually, he is renewing his friendship with us. That's what the gospel does, that God is our friend. So my youngest daughter recently went through, and she's on the tail end, but she's been battling these warts for the past two and a half years. And as a parent, all parents will attest, there's nothing worse than watching your kids go through something. Can I get an amen? I would take everything. Give me warts, give me sickness, give me the flu, break a leg, whatever you need to do so my child doesn't have to go through that. So it's been two and a half years of watching them go through stuff, and so we tried to have a procedure done that actually made it worse. So I'll give you some good news first. It's heading in the right direction. It's getting better. But they tried to do a procedure in the summer to get her ready for school so no one would, would say anything. You guys know third grade is vicious. Some of us are still trying to bounce back from third grade. Right? Third grade is vicious. So I could see that she was down because she's saying, and her personality is a little different. She doesn't really talk. You've got to ask her questions to get it out of her. And I realized she's like just sad. She's sad because they weren't going away. And as a parent, I was just like, I need to start speaking some truth to her every morning because every morning was rough. And I'd say these five things to her every morning. I'd say, and she'd say the last word to finish the sentence. I'd say, Kira, you're one day closer. And she'd say, being healed. I'd say, Kira, it was, it's going to be like it was never. And she said, there. I'd say, Kira, you're not even going to. And she'd say, remember this. And I'd say, Kira. You're going through this, and you're going to be, and she'll say, more stronger and loving. And the final thing I said to her each day, I said, God is, she said, my friend. Because that matters. When you go through stuff, when you need to be healed, whether it's physically or spiritually, you can tend to think that God's against you, can't you? You can think that God's afflicted me with this sickness. He doesn't love me. He doesn't care for me. But what God does through the gospel and God does through his healing power is he shows you and he reconciles. He says, I'm your friend. And God wants us to know that deeply, that he's our friend. And when that man saw Jesus for the first time, who was God? He said, God is incarnated. He's my friend. He's one of us. He loves us and he loves me. That's what healing does. Amen? Amen? The last thing I want us to, to speak to some people who are really going through some hard times. It's been a long time. You've been 
asking God to heal you and it hasn't happened and you're struggling and your faith's getting hit and all these things, I want to give you encouragement from this text. Do you notice what happens that there's a process of healing? Do you notice that Jesus prays the first time and the process starts and he sees blurry? Then even Jesus prays a second time and he sees clearly. God can heal in the miraculous. He can do something in a moment. But many times when we pray and believe, the process of healing starts. And I've seen this over and over again in pastoral ministry, even at Restoration Road. What's the Bible's prescription when someone's sick in the household of God? It says in James, it says, go to the pastors, have them anoint you with oil, lay their hands on you, and pray for you. And so we've done that a few times. Do you know that every time we've done that, I've seen the process of healing start heading in the other direction? Nine out of ten times at least. I've seen the process of healing start over and over again. So some of you, I don't want you to give up hope. I want you to keep believe Jesus for healing. I want to tr you to trust the Savior King and see him do miraculous things. Amen? The final story I want to tell you before I go Cliffy, you made the message. This is a good story, good illustration. And so, Cliffy used to rent a gym in uh, Cambridge. And I was playing when I was 16 years old. We'd go down to this gym in Cambridge when we play pickup basketball. And so one day, he leaned in on a crossover, and his pinky went sideways. He picked up his hand. He said, uh-oh. The thing was like this. I said, uh-oh. Someone drove him to the hospital, right? He goes to the hospital. Doctor after doctor came in. And if I get the, I could get the story wrong, but Cliffy will call me out later. They can't get it right. They're making it work. Ah, ah, ah. They can't get it. They're trying to pop this finger. It's totally out of place trying to get this thing back in. So he had, a, I don't know if it was a few hours of this. And he's like, what's going on here? Is there someone that knows what they're doing in this place? I'm hyping up the story now, but this man opened up the door, the miraculous doctor. He walked in and said, where is he at? He said, I've seen this before. He said, put your elbow like this, put your hand like this, and he, bing, bing. Clifford almost wept. He wanted to hug this man, right? He was astonished. He was like, you, you did it. No one could do it. You popped it back in. The greatest part of the story is I believe Cliffy was reffing a game a few years later. Someone crossed someone over. Someone reached in. A pinky went this way. You know what happened? Cliffy said, stay right there. He walked over to him. He said, put your elbow like this. Put your hand like this. Bing, bing, bing. Guy looked at him and said, you are the man. Right? The reason I tell you this story, because I want this to stick with you. Our Savior, King Jesus, he came healing. He laid hands on the sick and they recovered. He showed us how to do it. This is how you do it. He didn't say healing stopped. He said, when you are sick, believe for healing. And he calls us to call on the elders and the pastors of the church to pray for those who are sick and believe that they will recover and they will recover. Amen? So we imitate in the same way. We see the miraculous doctor do it, and we say, hold up right there. You need to believe for healing. Would you believe with me? And over and over again, we'll see the powerful work of our Savior Jesus. Amen? Let's pray.